Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Okay, let's start this episode off right, monsters, with an evil cackle. <laughs> Oops, I have my Twitch up, so I'm hearing everything double. <laughs> Welcome to Monsters University, everybody. Um, tonight, I am unfortunately announcing that we are closing down our second class. So we are moving back to a one week on, one week off time. So next week, it, there will be our regular... Uh, Monsters University class, the Hellcurse class, and then the week after, we will not be doing Monsters content. Uh, hopefully, we will have some Magic the Gathering content to fill the time spot, but unfortunately, I am unable to keep up with DMing as many games. So, back to bi-weekly, and I hope you all stick with me. Okay, now that that's over with, we have... Um, I have to do the content warning. So tonight will contain sexual themes. Uh, it will contain violence, and it is intended for audiences 18 and older. So uh, let's introduce everybody. Let's start over here with Lily. Go ahead and tell us who you are and who you're playing. Hi, I'm Lily Demona, and I am playing Mel Violence, a, a mean girl, formerly mean girl devil from Level of Hell. Awesome. Dahlia. Hello, I'm Dahlia Von Knight, and I play Zizix Lix, a goth bimbo clown. Div. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, and I play Bender, a burnout zombie. And Ricky. Hey, I'm Ricky, and I play Chasworth. He is a reanimated together uh, president of the school council. Awesome. And tonight we are gonna have some fun. So last time we had left off with this class, you all had just joined the Brim Seekers, an undercover group who are fighting against the imp invasions of Las Vegas. You all know that in the 70s, the Brim Seekers prevented Carnilla from taking over Las Vegas, and they hope to do it again now with your help. So the ranks of the Brim Seekers grow and the mysteries compound, we didn't really find the answers to anything beneath the residence hall last time. So it's time to uh, send out on a different mission. But for now, the monsters are relaxing, attending classes, chilling out. And we're gonna zoom in on a park alongside the lake at Monsters University. And we see Zizix relaxing on a blanket. Would you be reading a book? You're waiting for Samel to come and meet you. Okay. Is you? Yep. No, go ahead. <laughs> good, good. Okay. So Zizix is chilling, maybe reading a little bit of classwork, catching up. And you see Samel slide in on a skateboard <laughs> through the little path in the park. Hey, what's up, babe? Biting my lip, getting a little flustered. You can see his backpack is really full, and they kind of like move through the grass and kick the skateboard back and drop it. Oh, I'm so excited to see you. 
I missed you. What's uh what's filling up your backpack? Okay, I've got plans. So I know you love candy and all, but I decided that I was gonna get you every dessert that you could get in Las Vegas and you're gonna try them all. You know so well. How cute. Thank you. I've been skateboarding around town all day and you can see they're just like pulling little Tupperware containers and takeaway boxes out of the backpack and like setting them along your blanket. You were being like scooted off to the side of it. It's like filling up with delicious sweet foods. Uh, where do we start? <laughs> well, with a kiss, of course. Oh, I gave him a kiss. Maybe give a little butt squeeze. Ooh. <laughs> oh, good. I was hoping you would like this. Thank you very much. You made my day. Okay, and you've really never had chocolate cheesecake? Are you kidding me? Okay, open it up right now. Uh, do we have any uh, utensils? Oh, man. I knew I forgot something. Oh, well, too bad. You'll just have to eat it off of me. And he, like, lifts up his shirt a little bit and, like, smears it on his stomach. Go on. Chocolate cheesecake. Oh, I am excited, and I dive down and lick it right off. Okay, so you guys spend a fun 10-15 minutes eating food off of each other, playing, hanging out by the lake. Um, so now suddenly sort of like reaches over to you and pets your hair. It's like, damn, I'm so happy I met you. I'm really happy I met you too. I don't know what I would do here without you. It's been, uh, you know, not the easiest semester, but you make everything so easy, Zizix. I've never laughed so much. I get teary-eyed and kind of stumble over my words and, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do without you either. It's been really hard being the outcast and, uh, thank you. Yeah, I just, you know, I know how much Hokey meant to you and it's been really hard. But together, maybe we can find out more about good clowns. You're right. I'm glad I still had you to lean on. Maybe that is something that we could uh, look into. Oh yeah, I've been doing a lot of research into you know what clowns are made of. He like reaches over and bites you a little bit. Mm hmm. Hmm. Delicious. Effort. I'm not used to that. <laughs> well, get used to it. Mm. He like reaches over and gives you another romantic kiss. And just as you're feeling like everything is so perfect and it couldn't possibly get any better, you feel another rumbling. This is now familiar. There's an imp portal about to open up somewhere near you. You hold each other close and it smells like, what should we do? Should we stay? Do we go into a building? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> he just holds your hand and says, okay. Everything will be fine. Let's just stay here. I don't want to lose the cheesecake. <laughs> I grab onto him very tight and nuzzle my head into his chest. Okay. The ground shakes. It shakes a little harder. And suddenly, you feel the blanket slipping out from under you. You sort of, like, panic and scoot back and try and pull some out with you, but there's a portal that's open right beneath you. 
it's sucking his legs down. This one opened on the ground, and it seems to be sort of like a vacuum. The cheesecake falls down the hole. It smells like hanging onto your arms dramatically. Please don't. Please don't drop me. What would I do without you, Zizix? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I try my best to pull him up and... Um... Yeah, I think I'm going to be struggling there for a while. I'm not very strong. Um, maybe I can blow up a balloon to kind of like push him up. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so you've got one hand down the hole, and with the other one, you're blowing up the longest balloon frantically that you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the balloon curves down around Samil, and it's like starting to pick him up and lift him up with the, the air that you're blowing into it. And it looks like you're about to rescue him, and suddenly... You can see beneath him in the portal, a demon trundling by. He's got a human tucked under his arm. You can see it screaming and yelling. And he reaches up and with his other hand, he grabs Samel and pulls him down. You lose your grip. And despite everything that you have done to try and rescue Samel, he is sucked into this plane of hell. You look around and you see that it's like red and stormy on this plane of hell. And then well, the at this point, I just <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why do I want to cry right now? Oh my god! Setting up the drama. Don't worry. <laughs> um. Well, shit. I was gonna say, why don't I just jump in with them? Fuck. <laughs> um okay. you try you like move towards the hole but it's closing it's getting smaller and smaller looks like the demon's attention is no longer focused on it so can't get through the portal right now um i'm probably just gonna fall back and cry and figure out what the hell to do <laughs> okay zizix as you're laying here the rest of your friends are walking back from the cafeteria headed toward the residential halls. And... Oh. oh, hey, Roxy. Hi. Um, did anyone see my message in Discord? Okay. Um, well, let's cut to break for a few minutes, and then we will jump right back into this action with Roxy set up. So, uh, Ricky, if you could cut to our break screen.
Okay, friends, a little visual weirdness as we get everything fixed. Um, but Roxy has now joined us. Uh, Roxy plays Camilla the Thunder, who is a gargoyle. Okay, so, Sizzix, as you were laying on the grass, uh, sitting in the misery of what has just happened, you lost the cheesecake, you lost the meal. <laughs> um, your friends are walking by. Um, they're moving from the lunchroom back to the residential halls. And everyone moves in groups nowadays. It's pretty dangerous to be out alone now that the imps are around. Um, so, Chaz, Bender, Mel, and Camilla, you see Zizix crying in the grass. Gonna run to her and ask what's wrong. And all just got sucked. It's Porter. Por portal. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> the ones the imps have been going through? Can we open it back up again? I don't know. I tried to pull them back up. It's too small now. Your little balloon dog, Sizzix, kind of runs in circles around you. Yep, yep, yep. You see sort of like an incongruous voice come from its mouth. Don't worry, we will find him. What do we do? The dog runs in. Sorry, what was that? I can't lose my mother lover. Dog says, I, I understand. Our friend here may be able to teleport to hell. And the dog sort of looks up at you, Mel. Yeah, I can, uh, I can definitely see what I can do. Um, no promises based on where maybe this portal opens up to, though, because we're not all friendly with each other. It's true. Uh, Mel, you know that your plane of hell is a different type of transportation than the third level. Uh, you live on the fourth level of hell, which is very neat and orderly and has lots of teleportation pads. I'd appreciate any help. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Okay, Mel. Who do you reach out to? Um, I mean, the direct line of your assistant, Sylvia, who helps manage both your dad. And oh, yeah. Okay. Let's maybe let's call her. <laughs> okay. You give it a ring and she answers. Hello. Hey, so if I had a friend get sucked into a portal, what? where's a good place to start on that? Ah, bring your friends down here. We can track someone through hell for you. All right. All aboard. Who wants to take a little trip? Me. Are we going to hell? Yes. I was going there anyway. <laughs> you see a deep spiral portal staircase open in front of you, 
and it looks like maybe 10, 20 floors down, flights of stairs that you can walk. Uh, it looks a little less violent than the portals. There, here, we'll just take a nice leisurely stroll. Okay. Physics, you grab the last few packs of candy from Samel's little uh, picnic they brought to you, and you can eat sad skittles on the way down the stairs. <laughs> okay. As you all move down towards hell, you feel the heat rising. Uh, Mel, you don't really notice it. It feels like home, right? But even here in Las Vegas in 115 degrees, it feels hotter and hotter and hotter as you go down. And you can see the stairs are turning from like dirt, rock, into like a black obsidian stone. They're getting sharper. Um, and as you get closer to the bottom, you see a sort of ornate door. It's got like rivets, studs along it, and like a big brass knocker style thing with like a demon knocker on it. It's currently I'm going to go knock on the door. Okay, Mel, you give it a good bonk, bonk, bonk. It creaks open of its own accord. And you see Sophia's office. This portal brings you directly there. It's sort of like a, um, a waiting room style thing. You can see that it leads into like an office in the back, which is your dad's. Um, you haven't been in there much. He doesn't invite very many people in. Celine looks up at you all. She's got like a long gray slick back ponytail and a very like um, understated but expensive looking business suit. And she says, yes. We've had many people going missing in hell lately. Tell me more. What happened? Alex, do you want to share what happened? I mean, we were just sitting there having a picnic, then all of a sudden this big gaping hole decided to present itself and sucked him right in. Uh, yeah, I tried to pull him out. Was it the same as the rest of the portals that the imps have been opening? Uh, maybe. It, it, it was on the floor. Ah, there was there was a demon at the bottom already demon, holding you some... Say. Yeah. Well, do you recall if there was anything in the sky? Uh, possibly, did you notice a storm? Yes. The, the sky looked red and scary. Well, that must be right here on this plane. Well, that makes it much easier. The third level of hell is, as you know, now plagued by constant storms. And we've had many reports of impactivity here on the third, on the fourth level. Unbelievable. We've eradicated them thousands of years ago, but they're invading our plane as well as yours. How do we find our friend? Well, friends, I have a bit of a proposal. I think the center of the demon activity here on the fourth level is close to my office. In fact, initially I thought the target was our office. So, I mean, why wouldn't it be? 
We have all the archives of every document that a lawyer from hell has ever signed. But that wasn't what they were looking for. They went into this old cave. I don't know. I can't exactly figure out why. And I was hoping you all could help me. You see, I know Florian. She like leans forward a little bit and she shows you a tiny tattoo along her collarbone and it says C-A-J. I know her quite well indeed. And she has clued me in that we have a few more members who might be able to help us investigate here in hell as well. Absolutely. We've been doing some uh, looking into stuff. Let's do it. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'm so glad that we could find something that benefited us both. I'd really like to get these disgusting imps off of our level. So, you'll all need protection, of course. And she throws at you all uh, what looks sort of like a, a hazmat suit. There's like a little hood that goes over your head with like a visor shield. Um, and it's got like gloves and rubber boots that come with. This is for the atmosphere. It's a little toxic down here for non-demons. So this is just to help you not breathe the sulfur and die. Much appreciated. Of course, of course. Once you get indoors, it shouldn't matter again anymore. But while you're traversing the outside, there's no teleportations, but uh, no teleportation circle where you're going. You'll have to walk. Which is, of course, why I haven't done it. Understandable. Now, I could put some of your father's men on this, but that requires so much paperwork and so many more contracts that I didn't have the time yet. And I thought, why not keep this between us? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We just won't have to let your father in on this one then. He won't have to know I sent you out on a slightly dangerous mission. And I won't have to bother him with any of these details. Imps on the fourth floor. He'll be furious. So Sylvia sort of like moves to her desk and lays out a big map. And you can see uh, it's really unfamiliar to most of you, but to Mel, you immediately recognize there's the big castle area that your dad lives in. There's to the left, uh, another big mansion that somebody else owns. Um, and right across the street, there's a big like circular building. And you know that this is an abandoned tower that was used by mages thousands of years ago, but since the lawyers from hell moved in, it's been abandoned. And you're not sure uh, what would draw the imps there. You do remember playing there sometimes as a kid, and there were some powerful artifacts that people found there. And many were very well hidden by the mages who used to live here many years ago. Sylvia points to the tower. Here, that's where they're they're, uh, congregating. I can't believe this place is still standing. Yes. Some ancient magic must keep it up. But you'll have to find what they're looking for. Don't give it to them, whatever it is. And maybe they'll go away. All right. Let's go inside. All right. I wish you all the best of luck. 
and hopefully this solves every problem neatly. And Sylvie goes back to writing in her notebook. The adventure begin. Okay. You all put on your very sexy hazmat suits. <laughs> so, you bundle up and you walk outside to the front doors of Mel's mansion. And um, do you want to describe maybe what the front of your mansion would look like, Mel? Uh, <laughs> it's like the Adams family house, but burned. I love it. <laughs> Is there like maybe lots of magical fire going all the time or does it just look crisp? Uh, a bit of both. Okay, crispy along the edges and like a big spire at the top with fire going constantly. Yeah. And a so, graveyard in the backyard. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> so this big intimidating building stands starkly against the atmosphere, which is just swirling red, dust, mist. There's like patches of yellow in the storm. And Despite your hazmat suits, you do still smell a little bit of the sulfur, and it stinks. <laughs> it smells like rotten eggs on this entire plane of hell. And Mal, to you, delicious. <laughs> I've missed the how it smells at home. <laughs> so you also cut a striking figure among all of these sort of like clunky little hazmat suits. Um, you obviously don't have to wear one, so you're still in your little leather hot pants and motor jacket, um, and your feet are burning as you step on each area, and, like, the sulfur ignites around you. It's very dramatic. Yes. Okay, so you all set out. Um, from this distance, it's impossible to see the tower at all. The storm is raging, um, but Mel, you know how to navigate using the... Um, the twisted storm on the left and how to walk uh, to the tower from there. So you all head over there and you see emerging slowly from the misty, uh, the misty fog, a big tall spire. And it looks sort of like Leaning Tower of Pisa style angled and the balconies are all crumbling and falling off, but it looks like it's got at least three intact floors on the inside. You can see windows are broken out and there's like dust and storm on the inside. Uh, but the tower looks mostly intact and safe to go up in. How's the front door look? Can we go inside? So you get a little closer and there's a big, dramatic, uh, rounded double door. And it's got um, that same sort of style that all of the hell doors have, big, like, riveted studs on it. And it looks like it might take three people to open, but it is not locked. You see a big iron bar along the front that you could easily slide open. Yeah, let's, let's slide it open, see if we can push the door open. Okay. You go and you give it a yank, and it doesn't budge. You can feel like gritty sand inside of the lever. It's going to take a little bit of a combined effort. Hey, uh, can I get some help over here? Let's I got go you. over and reach. Okay. 
So the team together gives it a pull. Can I have everyone who is on the door yanking give me a fight roll? Ooh, 21. 13. And a seven. Okay, so your combined rolls, you can make it happen. Uh, Mel, you grab onto the metal and the sulfur on the outside ignites and you have to pull your hand away. Um, but Camilla and Bender, through your brute force combined, you manage to pull the lever back from the door and the two big doors swing out. And you hear it's not empty. It's busy inside. Oh. We lost Dahlia. Okay. Hopefully she will be back. Okay. So we will keep rolling. Um, so you see inside of the, um, the first floor of this place and it's full of pools of water, you think, but it's hard to see beneath them because inside each of these pools of water are 20, 30 imps. Um, they're just like filling this area, but they don't even notice you walk in. Um, you see them all, recent converts of Carnilla, worshiping her powerful carnal sexual energy. These hot tubs are absolutely roiling with horny little imps doing horny imp stuff. It smells like a set when you walk in, the delicious waft of like lots of people banging in the same place. Um, you see like floor mats and messes and wine spilled and it looks like a wild imp orgy in this hot tub. <laughs> um, you look around and as you uh, are looking at the main groups of imps, there seems to be like one where all of the participants are sort of like uh, being deferent to this one guy. And he's like maybe a little bit taller and there's a weird marking on his face. You can't see a lot from this from this distance. Does he have a white hand print on his face or something? <laughs> maybe. Walk a little closer. <laughs> Find out. Okay, so uh, what's the plan here? Because... <laughs> I don't have one. Um, I mean, I used to play in this as a kid, but, you know, obviously there wasn't a massive orgy happening. You don't remember this part, kid, no. So, no. <laughs> well, we can try and talk to them, or we can sneak past them, maybe. Um, I mean... Let's maybe try and talk to the uh, that that one over there, with the something on his face, the smudge on his face. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you all move closer to the sort of central hot tub pool, um, and you look in, and it doesn't really look like the consistency of water anymore. These pools are nasty and have not been cleaned. <laughs> so you see uh, an imp who is at the moment balls deep in as many people as possible. There's like one arm doing something over here. There's like action happening over here. There's a foot that's busy over this way. Uh, just like thoroughly involved in <laughs> this mess. And uh, you're trying to talk to him. He looks up and he's like, yes, I'm busy. <laughs> well, I don't have a foot left. Okay, um, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back later. 
and he's like <laughs> continuing. Okay, so obviously they don't give a fuck if we're here. Let's <laughs> just uh, let's let's maybe you know root around and see if we can find uh, what like what's drawing them here or keeping them here. You know what their focus is. Now, as you were saying this to your friends, um, you notice that this imp has sort of like a little chain around his neck. It's got a key. Uh, it's like wiggling around as he's moving. Oh God, of course. <laughs> um, anybody uh, good at stealing things? Who's, who's got deft little fingers? I mean, I have my bracelet. I can always summon summon that little skeleton guy from when we you were under the, the ocean. Lord. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. I take the bracelet off and throw it at the ground. Okay, there's a whirlwind of bones at your feet and coming into being one bone at a time, all from mismatched different skeletons, some humans, some monsters, some unidentifiable. Your little skeleton friend emerges. I think we call them the bartender. And uh, he turns around and says, yes, drinks. Oh, entertainment. Yeah, actually not drinks this time. Can you steal that necklace off that imp, but like without him noticing, like, or maybe, you know, whatever you need to do. <laughs> but if you can get that without him noticing, that would be great. Okay. Uh, your undead friend sort of looks over at what's happening. It's like, well, I'll give it a good shot, mistress. He walks over to the imp and you hear a little squabble going on. And suddenly you see uh, the imp reach out and grab the femur bone from your little bone friend and yank it out. And he starts using it as a tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Join us. Come on, more of you. Come over here. <laughs> okay, maybe that wasn't such a great plan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if stealth is his uh, expertise. <laughs> We gotta get his leg back. <laughs> you see your little skeleton friend turn back towards you and kind of start hopping back to come report. Well, mistress, uh, I did not get the key. I believe it may require a more direct approach. Well, we'll see what see if I can get your leg back. Very sorry about that. He's like half listening, half staring at what's happening with the leg. Don't think about it too hard, bud. We'll we'll get it back. I would, in fact, like my bone. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Can I All take right. one of like those sticky hands that you throw and like sticks to surfaces? Can I take that out and like just yank it back? Absolutely. Okay, so you've got a sticky hand stash in your little clown purse. And you pull it out and you give it a throw. You're aiming it at the key around his neck. Or the bone. the bone, because I don't think I could get the key off of his neck, but sure, we could go for both. Okay, so first you're going to go for the bone. So you stick your hand out, 
<laughs> it comes right back at you. This hand is so sticky. It's fresh. It's also covered in grime of assorted types. Uh, it looks like some moss, some dirt, some imp fluids. Uh, you <laughs> peel your sticky hand, which is now significantly less sticky, and you hand the bone back to the skeleton. Thank you, Zizix. No problem. <laughs> All right. Well, there's your leg back. Sorry to have bothered you. I will take a drink since you're here. Ah, yes. Plenty of sulfur around <laughs> for your favorite mistress. And he, like, toddles off to go find some ingredients. Maybe wash that leg. It's been busy. You see now the imp is like kind of in a reclined position and he's got one arm going above his head and uh, someone is currently like sitting on his head. Not paying attention. I think we might uh, need to try and get, uh, grab that key. Can you get it with your sticky hands? Six. Let's try it. Okay. Slightly less sticky hand going in for the kill here. You are going to hit um the key and you pull it back but the chain around his neck is a little more substantial than you thought and it yanks him forward a little bit and he like taps the person sitting on him he's like wait 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 what was that okay come back come back <laughs> okay i think we need to come up with another plan here all right fuck it i'm gonna seduce the ant i think that's the only way to get this <laughs> To get the keys. Let's just do it. <laughs> Thanks for taking one for the team. Away. It's not the first imp. There are many ways to steal a key. This is one. Do I need to roll or anything? <laughs> or... What's your imp seduction technique? Uh, currently, his face is very busy. And he looks I like mean... he probably can't hear much under there. It looks like you just got to get in there on it. I think that it's he's he doesn't seem to be too discerning. No, uh, in fact, when you start playing, he doesn't even notice that there is a new imp in the pile. So you dive in. You are sort of like navigating all of these little writhing imp bodies. You're wading calf deep in a pile of water? Question mark. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> all right, what's your move, Mel? Um, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a body part and start, I don't know, using it however I want, I guess. Just find okay. an open one. So one of, one of his legs is free. There you go. I'm gonna start riding his leg. All right. You're working the leg. Uh, he's like, sort of like moving back at you. It's looking like it's working. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna watch for the next available body part and take over that one too. Okay, so someone hops off of his left arm, which was the one with the bone, and now has a very active hand, and uh, he like sort of <laughs> washes the liquid off and hands it up to the next person. That's you, Mel. You've got his hand now too. You are massaging his palm, which has been working so hard. <laughs> yes. Okay, the imp that was on his face now moves off and starts to go do something else with another imp. 
And you can see much more clearly now that you're close up. He's got this big tattoo across his face. It looks like a hand, uh, almost in like the, the form of a slap. And you can see like little uh, bleeding spots in the tattoo that like uh, look like claws dug in. Uh, that's a really hot tattoo you have there. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like a little bit exhausted. He turns back. He's like, "Yeah, Carnilla slapped me once. <laughs> I had to get it uh, immortalized on my skin. That's why I'm here, leading this congregation. She trusts me. She trusts me to be a commander." Oh, that's so hot. You're doing yeah. such a good job. I'm Carnilla's commander, baby. He's like loving it, eating this up. Do you want to turn me into a puppet? Ooh, yeah! He, like, moves his little arm down and tries to get up inside you. Yes, just like that. So while he's distracted, I try and take the key. <laughs> he's like, wow, babe, you're so much hotter than these imps down here. Totally yeah, unawares. well, what can I say? Something in the water, I guess. <laughs> Okay, so you reach back behind him and unclasp the chain around his neck, and he is completely absorbed in what he is doing and pays no attention to you leaving from him. Nice. Can I magic it away? I have, like, a secret magic, like, like you know, I can I can fold little things. I don't yet ever need a purse, you know? I just fold shit away around me. Can I do that? Is that <laughs> Absolutely. In this plane of hell, you cool. can do anything you want. You yes. maybe touch the, the ground outside of the pool and some of the sulfur like moves into a little envelope and like magically moves across the, the hell plane over to your friends with the key in it. All right, cool. I, I tastefully make my exit. It takes you a few minutes to get away. And he's like, wait, babe, my name is, it's Wellix. Don't forget. Here's, here's my number. And he like hands you a call card. Thank you. I had a good time. Yeah. Call me. Come worship Carnilla anytime. All right. So you have acquired the key. And you can see there is a door to a staircase at the back. It's another big, intimidating door. All right, let's uh, go upstairs. Okay, you spend a minute with your flames burning all of the imp junk off of you and cleaning yourself up. And then you move to the staircase. So you unlock this door and it creaks open. And you look up. It's a spiral staircase that's really tight and um, the like stone stairs make it so that you can't see up very far ahead of you. So I need to know who's going to go first up the staircase and how. I mean, I'll go because, you know, it's my my neck of the woods. All right, Mel, you're feeling confident that you can handle this and you walk up these stone stairs. And as you're moving, you see a little spider web in the corner. No big deal. Okay, a couple more steps. Okay, that spider web was a little bit bigger. A couple more steps. Okay, that spider web looks like a person could get stuck in it. You move a few more, and you see suddenly a long spider leg kind of move out of a crevice in the staircase. Oh, 
Um, a moment to react as the spider is coming out. Is that normal down here? No. Not as far as I am aware of. The giant spider moves another arm out, and you can see now uh, a few of its eight eyes on the bottom half of its head, sort of like blinking as it comes out of its dark little corner of the staircase. Okay, well, I'm going to, like, make fire, because spiders don't like fire, I don't think. (laughs) You put fire in both of your hands, and the spider does step back a little bit. And it whispers, and it's like horrible spider voice with like eight different tones stacked on top of each other. Carnillas? Safe? Yes? Yes. Hmm. Demon safe. Friends? Yes. They're friends of mine. The spider looks a little unconvinced. Your business. What was his name? Wellix? Wellix sent me. (laughs) Ah. Wellix. And if a spider could talk with derision in its voice, it just did. <laughs> and the giant spider legs kind of move back out of the crevices in the wall and they're like, pass. All right, let's keep going. Okay. Mel walks up past the giant spider. Who moves next? I will. Okay. Okay. Bender, you move up behind Mel, and the spider doesn't really react to you. Maybe your undead flesh is a little less appetizing. Zizix, were you about to say you were coming next? Yep. Okay. The spider kind of like moves an arm out towards you and like extends its little mouth sensors, and then it draws them all back. It pulls the leg back. Thank goodness. I was nervous for a second. No. Okay, Camilla, you go up next? Yeah. Okay. The spider seems totally untempted by you, Mage of Stone. Uh, It doesn't send even like a little feeler leg to touch you. You are, luckily, not its food. I would say stand with it. Okay, Chaz, the spider gives you a little poke in the legs. Doesn't seem interested in much else, but it does give a little extra touch to your legs and you feel one of its little feelers moving up your pants leg as you're the last person walking up the stairs. (laughs) I slap it away and I say, hey, watch it, watch it. (sighs) Tasty. Okay, and as you all move up, I think we'll take a little five-minute break before we move to the second level. All right, monsters, we'll see you all in five.
Hello friends. So, welcome back to the second half of Monsters University. We are down on the fourth plane of hell, which is ruled by the lawyers from hell and Mel's father. Um, so a lot of you are exploring an abandoned tower, which is now suddenly overrun with imps and demons. And as you saw on the first floor, they are passionately, enthusiastically worshiping Carnilla and her many sexual incantations. <laughs> and now on the second floor, you have gotten past the big spider by um, basically lying to it and saying you were with Carnilla and Wellix, the demon below. And now on the second floor, you walk up and you see, it looks like sort of a, a trashed graffiti party house kind of room, um, but like an undead party house. So there's like old salt circles on the floor from summonings. There's um, demonic writings on the walls. There's like tarot decks abandoned. Um, you see lots of like um, demon booze and stuff like that, broken bottles on the ground. Um, and then in the center of the room, there is a pedestal and on top of it has the skeleton of a man uh, with a, a sort of like a traditional knight tabard uh, thing on and he's got uh, covering his chest a big shield with uh, a symbol on it. I'm not sure you can't see it from the side here. So that's the room that you see before you. Um, in the in the background uh, and moving up towards the second layer of the tower, there is another big locked door. You see a big golden keyhole in it. All right, well, we gotta find, I guess, the key for the third floor. So um, let's search the room. Yeah. Okay. Let's so where does everybody around. head to go look? I want to check out the abandoned salt circles. Okay, give me a flight roll as you investigate the abandoned salt circles. Those are on the left side of the room. A 10. These look like um, circles that would summon a demon from the first level. That's like a low level imp. Doesn't look like anything crazy. Some of them look kind of newer, but um, none of them made in recent times. You don't think these salt circles are the reason that the imps are here, or that they even summoned the imps here. This looks like, you know, kids playing around with occult magic. Hmm. I'm going to go check out the skeleton. All right, Mel, you walk right up to the dais with the skeleton on there. Um, the skeleton does look like a recent arrival. It doesn't like have layers of dust on it or anything like that. Um, and you can see the shield is sort of like covering his chest area. And on the shield, uh, it's mostly blank, except for there are two little horns. Um, and you know, that's Carnilla's symbol. She uses it for the third level of hell. I check behind the shield. Okay, so you reach forward and you lift up the shield. And as soon as it starts to shift, you see the bones of the skeleton also starting to shift. It tries to sit up underneath your hands. We'll come right back to that. In this moment, what is, uh, let's see, Camilla doing? Are you investigating something in the room? I want to check out the demon boots. Okay, so you see a bunch of bottles of demon booze on the side. Can you give me a flight roll? 
16. Okay, so you're looking around and it looks like all the bottles are broken, but in the back, you see one that isn't. It's still corked. It looks like there's not any demon lipstick around the edges. It looks sealed and undrunk. You pick it up. So you slosh it around. The liquid inside is like a dark amber. Okay, Zizix and Bender. What are you two up to in this moment? I don't remember what's left. <laughs> and I just like knock on the baseboards and see if there's any like loose trap doors or books or something. Absolutely. That's a good call. You're looking for like secrets in the walls and any 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 area. Go ahead and give me a flight roll. An 18. Okay, so you're looking around and suddenly you notice that this wall's got a little bump in it. Sort of like a curved area that looks like it's been walled off. It looks like maybe there's a false wall here. This is on the side of the room that is away from where you came in and closer towards the door with the lock. I think I might have found something. Okay, and it is in this moment that you turn around to yell that, that Mel is messing with the skeleton in the center. Uh, and we have one more person, Bender. What are you up to? Uh, I'd be paying attention with uh, Zizix when they uh, call out. So okay. I'd be walking over to the bookcase. So you were checking stuff out, and then you're walking over to the bookcase. Um, so that makes you probably the closest besides Mel to the skeleton. The skeleton sits up underneath you, Mel, and like pushes the shield aside. And you can see dangling inside of his chest, there is a key um, sort of like attached to one of his ribs hanging off of it. Um, and he sits up and is like, who disturbs me? Relic sent me. And why must you access the door? You can make something up. You can try lie. Well, what's behind the door? Oh. Evil secrets. Powerful secrets. I guard them. You see him, like, reach to check the key is still there. Yeah, Wellix needs something from up there. One of the files. The skeleton thinks about that for a second, and he says, Only one thing up there. And Wellix cannot have it. Looks like Wellix has made quite an impression on the residents of this tower. All right, well, I'm out of ideas. I don't know. Cleaning <laughs> crew. The skeleton looks like angry, and now he's thinking about Wellix. He says, Hey, keep me prisoner here. I will to my guard duty. Alex, I will never give him what is behind this door. Okay, well, see, I don't like Wellex either. Ah, I knew it. It couldn't just be me. So why are you doing his errand? 
Why do you search for powerful items in his name? Look, I just do what I'm told. You do as well it tells you, then you are no friend of mine. He, like, kind of guards the key away. Like, I'm just trying to claim the ranks, bug. Yes, well, climb over someone else's dead body. He, like, grabs his shield and tries to lay back down. No, 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 wait, come back. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're off to on the wrong foot. Look, I can't tell, you can't tell anybody, but I'm here on this secret mission from, uh, what's her name? Kamina? Sylvia. Well, no, not her, the leader of hell, this level three of hell. Carnilla. Carnilla. I'm on a secret mission from Carnilla, and Wellix can't know. Wow. <sighs> That's very exciting. He, like, sits up and sort of, like, leans on his side with his arm. Well, I haven't heard drama like this in centuries. Tell me, what is Carnilla's secret mission that Wellix can't know about? Oh, see, that's the thing. I can't tell anybody, but... He, like, rolls over and, like, kicks his feet behind him. Well, you could tell me. There's no one here for me to talk to, and I just want to know... Okay, fine. She needs a reason to get rid of Wellix. And if she can prove he is, or have some reason to show that he is not capable of running his this own little mission, then she can get rid of him. Yes. Yes. Finally, I will be free. Free from the terror that is Wellix. Yes. I suppose. Letting just one person up there wouldn't hurt. That's fine. Only one needs to go. Oh well, I suppose you're all friends, and you know, I wouldn't want to miss out if my group of friends was going up. Alright, you promise this will ruin Wellix, destroy his career. Absolutely. He like looks at all of the rest of you. How are you all reacting to this? I'm um, just like in my big old hazmat suit, kind of giving thumbs up. You all do look very silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the skeleton kind of reaches into his ribs and unhooks the key from one rib, and he says, "Okay, ten minutes." Thank you. Yes, anything in the name of destroying Wellix. He, like, lays back down on his little slab. Oh, I'm not coming with you. It's scary up there. Puts his shield down. All right. All aboard third level. Okay. You unlock the golden doors up to the third level. And um, this staircase, there's, like, bricks missing, and you can see the outside. It's clear you're getting towards the top of this falling apart tower. Um... As you arrive to the third level, you see next to nothing. There's no furniture. Then you look to the corner and there's one filing cabinet and it's got just like one single drawer. It's like one of those little shorty ones. I wanna open it. 
Okay. Mel, you move up and you confidently stride towards it, and about halfway across the room, your foot sinks in about two inches deeper than the floor should go. What do you do? Am I stuck? You're not stuck, but you have clearly just pushed down a pressure plate. When you remove it, something may happen. Well, is there a a big rock I can put on it in place of my foot? You look around. There's not really any other furniture in this space. It's pretty cleared out. And you see now, that might have been intentional. You look and the perimeter of the room has little um, sort of like circular holes in it. You're not sure, but it looks like something is designed to come out of all of those holes. Mel, are you all right? You, you stopped. Yeah, the place is trapped. Ooh. We got a booby trap, and I'm the booby because I stepped on the trap. I need the skeleton warn us of this. <laughs> well, because, you know, that wasn't his job. Oh, hey, let's try Jeff the bartender. Okay, you blast out Jeff, and in a swirl of bones, he comes out, and he's got his femur, and he's, like, rubbing on it with his little bartender's rag. Yes, mistress, how can I help? Another drink. Uh, no, not right now, but can you just stand on this pressure plate for me? Of course, mistress. And he, without hesitation, steps on it. Can I step off the pressure plate now without setting it off? Give me a flight roll. Let's see what happens. You can oh, choose yeah. flight or I fight. Like... Use physical or dex. Let's use flight. A 24. Oh, okay. The best roll ever. <laughs> <laughs> Your little skeleton bartender friend seems to be the perfect amount of weight to keep the stone depressed. And you look around and you can identify, now that you've seen it, maybe a few more stones. And you can walk around and like mark the piece of charcoal so you don't accidentally step on them. Okay, yeah. Let's let's do that. <laughs> let's not step on any more of those. Okay. So your little bartender friend is standing, polishing his femur in the middle of the room. <laughs> and uh, you all move in towards the filing cabinet. It's sort of um, modern looking. It doesn't look uh, like it was an original piece of furniture for this tower. It was brought here. Does anybody notice anything out of place about it before I touch it? (laughs) You could do a little investigation, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I want to investigate it. Okay, you take a look and you don't really see anything. Uh, You're not sure that you could identify, you know, every kind of booby trap, but it looks like just a filing cabinet. You don't see any spare holes along the side. Nothing that looks like it's going to leak poison gas or shoot an arrow at you. All right, let's open it. Okay. You pull on the little handle, and the filing cabinet slides open. And inside, there is one file filed in the back. And inside of that little file is one piece of paper. You go ahead and pull it out. And on this piece of paper, you see a complicated-looking magical spell. 
it looks like maybe parts of it have been traced, copied from another piece of paper. It's been rubbed out and parts of it have been changed a little bit. And it looks like whoever was writing this spell has made a lot of edits to this piece of paper. This is like an original document. Or I guess the word is an original, uh, like handmade document. All right, well, um, I guess this is what's so important. This must be what the imps were after, what they were hiding and protecting here. Yeah. I guess we take it and go back. Okay. You move back down to the second floor, uh, and you close up the little uh, gate, and you lock it up with the key, and you hand the key back to your skeleton friend. Oh, wait, Jeff. Did we get Jeff? So little guy live there now? He's standing there. Yeah. No, we can't leave Jeff. (laughs) I need him. Okay, what's the plan? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> um, oh, how about uh, Zizix We can stand at the entrance to the room And you can use your little sticky hand To like, get Jeff And then like, zip him into a bracelet All at once, and then We just close the door real quick Let's do it Okay, so through a feat Of monstrous coordination <laughs> Zizix, you are ready with your slightly Less sticky sticky hand And you are gonna sling it out at Jeff The bartender and uh, pull him Back as he turns into a bracelet And is small enough to sling And uh, after a few like trial Runs, okay, we're gonna go on three Now we're gonna go after three <laughs> You pull him back And as soon as you do so, the entire lower half of the room erupts in flame. All of the little holes on the sides of the wall, like blast flame into the center. And you all like jump back and close the door. And you say, all right, good job. Okay, so you head back to the second floor. And as you're walking past Zizix, you notice that weird wall again. It's on the right side, just as you enter. You like knock on it. It's a little styrofoamy. Yeah, guys, I think there was something up with this wall over here. Do you want to go check it out before we leave? Sure. Yeah. Okay. You gonna tear down this wall? I'll rip it down. Okay. The skeleton sits up and he's about to ask you how it went upstairs. And then Camilla is suddenly punching holes in the wall, like uh, doing a little demolition game over here. He's like, ah, my room. It's the most exciting redecoration we've had in centuries. So behind the wall, you see a tiny golden scarab box. There's like a little uh, embellished scarab it's like hidden on a shelf behind this wall. Um, there's nothing really else uh, back there. You see some more like broken bottles of demon booze and stuff. Um, but there's definitely been an effort to hide this little tiny golden scarab chest. And you pick it up and look around it. And there's no handle. There's no key. There's no real visible way to open it. Should we just take it with us? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we should take it with us. 
Okay. Y'all also snagged the little golden scarab box. And your skeleton friend is like, all right, go. Make Wellix's life hell. That I will. You hear him, like, lay back down on his little slab, like... <laughs> he's very satisfied. He's not thought this through, how he's gonna get fired immediately. <laughs> okay, downstairs, I guess, so, yeah. Do you all head back, uh, once you've finished your look through this dungeon, do you head back to Sylvia? Yes. Okay. So, you move back to Sylvia's office, and you see her sort of, like, cross-legged at her desk, um, and she moves to uncross her legs and stand up when you all come in. Ah, hello. And how was it? It was stickier than I would have liked, but we made it work. Oh, good, good. And you have found the treasures in the tower? Show me. What were they after? I think so. Well, we found this scarab behind a wall. And then we also found this uh, this this uh, spell that somebody's been working on. She takes it from you and looks it over and says, Good, good. Do you all want to know a little secret? Yeah, we'd like some clarity on what's going on. I think I just figured this secret out. Oh, Sylvie isn't Sylvie. <laughs> no. Tell me what I have done. We just did your dirty work for you. Well, not cool. Someone's dirty work for me. <laughs> not I do cool. appreciate the help. You have acquired this spell for me. I've been searching for a while. But truth be told, it wasn't an imp stole your friend, Sizzix. It was me. And she sort of like, as she says, it transforms into this big illusion of a demon with one human under an arm. And you recognize this demon, Sizzix. This is the one that stole some milk. Why would you do that? Well, I simply needed to properly motivate you. Don't worry, he's unharmed. And you see, she like waves her hand and the demon illusion disappears. And a door over on the side kind of slides down. This is like a secret hidden door. And you see Samel sort of like bound to a chair. He looks like he's not struggling. He's like very chill and resolved in the moment. But you can see there's like little lines where the tape has been holding his mouth shut. He's been here for a little while. Motivate us for what? Let him out. Oh, of course, of course. Set him free. You're in no danger from me. You see, I simply had to make sure that you all would do the job. And now that I know you do, and you will, the Brim Seekers will have a task for you. I needed people who would be able to go deep undercover. And you passed every test. You lied, stole, and cheated your way through every obstacle I put in your way. You'll be perfect undercover agents for the Brimseekers. Oh, do join us, won't you? Can I punch him? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> roll me a fight roll. 
at 27. She sees it coming and she just kind of stands there and lets you punch her right in the face. She pulls a little handkerchief out of her, her bag and kind of dabs the blood off. Mm, excellent. And a strong reaction to an authority betrayal. I love it. I support it. I shed a tear for this. Tears for this. And I think I just run over to him and wait for him to get released. Okay, you can like pull the tape off of him and cut his bonds. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. I was safe. So Sylvie, have you always been a brim seeker? Well, I was active in the 70s and I had to, you know, move on with my life. I got this job with your dad and suddenly things started heating up with Carnilla again and the Brim Seekers reached out and well, I was bored. Okay, well, I'm I'm down. If you're in on it, I'm down. Don't I'll worry, join don't up. worry. I won't <laughs> trick you again. Besides, you won't be working for me. She turns over to Zizix and Samel, who are over on the side, sort of like having a little moment together, pulling off the bondage. Um, she says, Zizix, I'm deeply sorry for what I've done to you. And Samel, you were well treated, yes? He's like, uh-huh. He looks a little terrified. <laughs> um, she turns and she's like, well, I have something to offer you. She waves her little hand and conjures up your balloon dog. And he comes over and he's like, ruff, 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 ruff. Hello. There is a ship coming from the clown planet. I'll look at Samel. Uh, sounds like uh, someone was listening to our conversation. Do you uh, want to take that ship? My apologies for listening, but I thought you would like an opportunity to understand where you come from. Get him and look for some sort of reassurance, I guess. I'm gonna sort of yes. <laughs> he looks around and he like grabs your hand and says, "Anywhere that takes me away from this place, I'd follow you anywhere, Sussex." Guess we're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. <laughs> the balloon dog sort of looks at you and says, the ship will arrive in the hell plane in two hours. My goodbyes. <laughs> so you says, yes, well, you may miss a few, but don't worry, you'll be back. And I'm sure you'll have fresh information about what Carnilla is doing over on. <laughs> Thanks for everything, guys. She looks around and says, yes, well, go and pack your bags. And um, the rest of you, the rest of you, yes. She looks over at Camilla. And she sort of like does a little circle around you. Wow. What a specimen we have here. The thunder. I have a special task for you if you're interested. Please tell. 
Well, it turns out that the monster school over in Greece, Kraken University, is uh, having the same sort of imp problem that we're having down here on Hell and up in Las Vegas. So the Brim Seekers would like to send an undercover agent or two. Maybe Florian would join you. She'd be the eye in the skies overhead watching while you entered as an Olympiad, a wrestler in the competition, sussing out secrets. Oh, awesome. You accept? Perfect. Yes. Well, I don't think we'll need much more training. All you will need is a coach. So, we will send you off to the Greek Olympiad, and you will be Monsters University's representative. Are you ready for that, Camilla? Absolutely. Perfect, perfect. And she sort of stops her little circling around you and comes back to Mel. And you, Mel, I am dearly sorry to have lied to you. But it was great practice, wasn't it? Going undercover is so much fun. I have to admit, when the Brim Seekers came to me, I was so excited to start up my old antics again. And I think you'll be great at it. I want to send you undercover directly in the heat of the action. You're going to go work in Carnilla's best brothel, the one she lives in herself. They're hiring a rare case. And I was going to send you as a premier applicant. And look at you, you proved yourself in how you seduced that horrible little imp, Wellix. Ugh. In fact, worse. <clears throat> I'm sure you have, and you will continue to. Carnilla's brothels are no joke. You will work hard. But you, out of any of us, have the greatest chance of coming into contact with secrets that Blow Carnilla's whole mission out of the water. Are you ready for that responsibility? Yes. I know you can do it. Great, great, great. Well, all of you leave immediately for your new posts. And you, the head of Monsters University's student government. Hmm. Chasworth, I think you were in a perfect position exactly where you are. I agree. Uh, got a lot going on over there at the campus. Uh, keep an eye on things. Yes, yes. Keep an eye on things. Do let us know what Headmistress Taliba is doing. Or that witch who used to own Castle Navaria. Many interesting things the Brimseekers would like to find out. I'll keep you posted. Good, 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 good. And Bender, well, I'm sorry to say that you are deep in this investigation about the undead, and you may find some things about your school that you don't love. I got my girl here. I don't need anything else. You're not I'm sending not. me anywhere either. No, 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 of course not. You're powers have a special route to the earth in which you are created. So I expect you'll be learning more about the undead at Monsters University soon anyway. But you must stay here as well. I think you will have an especial use in the upcoming days. The undead will need a voice to rally behind, to organize their thoughts about secrets revealed. 
the perfect position for you. Yes, a rallying leader, a passionate speaker, someone who people understand. Thunder's just gonna stare. I could punch you again. I have chosen correctly. Yes. Would you like to punch me again? She sort of like offers the side of the jaw that you punched and you can see another little trickle of blood moving down her face. I understand vengeance is so sweet. It is, and just punches the other side. She like kind of looks like she's enjoying it. She's like, oh yes, the sweet thrill of vengeance. I feel it in your veins. Well, monsters, unfortunately, I have more business to attend to, paperwork and contracts, but I'm sure we will meet again soon in the Brimseeker's hideaway. And she conjures up the big portal. You see the like studded uh, big iron door. Well, back to your school. Don't miss your boat. She looks over at Zizix. Guess this is goodbye. Some of the team. Until we meet again. Big hugs. Before I'm already go. crying again. Before we go, Mel, can, can you have Jeff, the bartender, analyze that demon, Lewis, and make sure it's safe for consumption? Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, come on out. <laughs> And in the most important role of the night, I will need, uh, let's have Mel roll for Jeff the Demon Bartender's uh, analysis of the demon booze. Gonna be a fight or a flight? Let's call it a flight. A 26. Okay, you pick up this like dark amber colored liquid and hand it to the bartender and he spins out of his little bone bracelet and he swills it around, he uncorks it, and he sniffs it. A rare vintage. Excellent. Drinkable. But uh, a little caution. Have you had demon booze before? No. Well, take the morning off when you do. Noted. And Jeff, one final time, transforms into the little skeleton bone bracelet. An excellent asset to have on your undercover trip into the sexy areas of hell, Mel. <laughs> okay, friends, and with a big group hug and lots of clown tears, uh, you all head off to your separate assignments for the Brim Seekers. And we will see how each of those plots resolves soon, hopefully as you all come in and star as guests on Monsters University again. Thank you so much for playing with me, everybody. And Monsters is like a little magical horny space. And I hope you enjoyed your time here. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was awesome. It was so fun playing with y'all. OK, friends, uh, let's introduce ourselves one more time. Make sure you tell people where they can find you. Uh, let's start over here with Roxy. I am Roxy Moth. Find me on Twitter at Roxy Moth. That's Roxy, two X's and nine E. I played Camilla today, and I will play Awesome. Ricky. Hey, I'm Ricky XXX Rails. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and uh, other places if you Google my name. 
Div. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div. Uh, you can Google me, and I'm Div Savelle on Twitch. Hey, Dahlia. I'm Dahlia Vonite, and I played Zizix Lix. You can Google me, and you'll find everything you need there. And Lily. Hi, I'm Lily. I played Mel, and uh, I'm Lily Demona. You can find me all the places under Lily Demona. Okay, y'all, make sure to go support my hot friends who played this silly little roleplay game with me. Um, and you can find the replay of this on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash suede collective. Suede is a mutual aid group that funds harm reduction and small cash grants for sex workers. And it's a great cause to support. So go drop a few coins in there and um, yeah, come watch us again on Thursdays. We'll see you next week, Tuesday at 7 p.m. at our regular time. Thanks for coming, monsters. Bye.